Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome fans of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and thank you for joining us on Semi-Pro Sundays. Today we are joined by the manager of the Dubuque Budweiser's, Mike Cannavello, who took over for Jeff Horner roughly four to five years ago when it was the Dubuque Blues. And before we get into the uh, interview we have here, Mike. I'd like to welcome you. And do you want to share with the audience that process of when you guys went from the Blues to the Budweiser, how how that uh, took place and, and why that change happened? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess to, to try to keep it brief, um, I'd been playing in the league for a number of years for the Dyersville Whitehawks and, you know, the um, I was I was living in Dubuque at the time, but playing out there for them, and at, at one point decided that I wanted to to try to take over a team, and it just so happened that caught wind that Jeff was sort of on his way out. He was looking for some help, and relocating back to Dubuque seemed seemed like a good transition, and so Jeff and I worked out where um, sort of a change in leadership uh, was okay, and he, he was a ton of help with the with the transition. Um, with all of that, uh, really. You know, going back to the Dubuque Budweisers, they they were originally the Budweisers years ago. Uh, Dan Kennedy, actually a, a good good friend, and um, he he had played for for the Budweisers. Um, the Dodies had, had played for the Blues, and his father had played for the Budweisers. Uh, it was really just a, a, a you know nothing too crazy, but we needed some new uniforms. We wanted to get some new new uniforms, some new gear, and decided just to rebrand at that point in time. Yeah, it's it's very cool that you guys brought back the Budweisers because I know they do have a strong tradition and strong history. I recently uh, interviewed members from all the state championship teams at Dubuque Hempstead and Mark Gassman in that interview. It has not yet been released, but check it out when it comes out. He talks about his time when he played with the Budweisers. Now, Mike, help me out here. Every single person that I've interviewed, I have either heard of them um, or am personal friends with them through that Dubuque community. Now, your name is one that I did not recognize at all. Do you have Dubuque ties or did you um, move in for college or move in for a job? What's your background? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I do not originally have Dubuque ties. Um, Loris College is what brought me to Dubuque. Uh, played ball there and uh, my freshman year, um, it was time to either go home or, or, or stick around or make a decision. And I was fortunate enough at the time, uh, you know, Austin Brown, Kelvin Ray, some of those guys, they were, they were my teammates in college. Um, they, they floated the idea by me and said, Hey, you, you want to work a little bit? We can, 
you can stay in Dubuque, you can play ball, you can, we can find your work, we can find your housing, and uh, it, it worked out really well. And I, I, I was actually playing football at Loris at the time, so it was it was perfect. You know, I was a freshman, trained, worked, played ball at night, and then uh, stuck around, did that every summer, stuck around, loved it, uh, been here since. Very cool. I'd like to, I know you've been here for a while, but I'd like to welcome you uh, to Dubuque. And you can't turn down somebody when they said, hey, we can get you a job and we can get you housing. And by the way, you can play baseball at night. That sounds like a too good to be true story there. It was a dream for me. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. Um, and and loved, loved the community. I loved, the, loved everyone out here. And Decided to stick around for a while. And the Rays are, are some phenomenal people. A lot of baseball talent in that family. Now, we have touched upon it a little bit, but just in case you left anything out, what is the history of the Dubuque Budweiser's and formerly the Dubuque Blues? So I can't go a, a whole lot further back to, to my knowledge from when I took over. Uh, you know, I, like, like I said, uh, uh, Dan Kennedy... Uh, Jim Doty, some of those guys would, would share stories, and uh, I always thought it was fun when they would talk about it. That that was part of the reason for for the transition back to the Budweisers. Um, and then over the last you know four or five years now, we've hopefully uh, done a little bit to, to try to hold up the name. Still, still have a ways to go, but um, yeah, I, I can't speak to a whole lot beyond beyond the transition. But when I when I came into the league, uh, basically it was sticking around to view because about I think it's 2010 was the first year I played uh, I remember the blues at the time I mean they were they were a very 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 strong team uh, something that was actually uh, quite admirable I mean they they were I think there was one year they, they rolled through and placed first or second just about every tournament um, so they had a pretty solid squad at the time and uh, it just so happened that you know when, when Jeff was on his on his way out and looking for someone to help out it I, I was chomping at the bit to, to come out and try to take over and, and fill the shoes. Yeah, Coach Horner, he was coaching baseball at Hempstead at the time, and it seems like he would always pluck the star preps from Hempstead and the local schools and, and plug them in, and they would they would hold their own. Well, we're talking about 2020 in this 2020 season preview, so tell us about some of the players on your roster for the Dubuque Budweiser's. Yeah, so we've got a, a mix for the most part, but I, I'd say most of our our guys are comprised of uh, college age guys. Uh, that was part of the reason that when uh, I had originally taken over the team with with a former teammate Ben Cottrell, and uh, you know we were sort of scratching our head because when when we were going through college with one another and we were really close, all of us would go play with other teams, and it makes sense because a lot of the guys were local, and so they you know I've been playing for for their town town league teams for for a while, and and part of the Part of what I wanted to do with Dubuque was really just give guys that, that wanted to train over the summer, uh, you know, get better for, for their college careers, uh, give them an opportunity to play. So with that, uh, we've got a lot of college guys. Um, it, one of the challenges is that you know, you've got new faces just about every year. Um, but it's a, it's a mix. We've, we've got a couple local guys that will play with us, a couple, couple of college guys from out of town. Uh, predominantly guys from like Loris, UB, uh, a couple of Clark guys, but for the most part, it's, it's a younger college age, college age group. Did you want to uh, name drop any of the guys there on your roster? Or is the roster still being developed as we speak? 
Uh, it's pretty much solidified at this point, okay. thankfully. Uh, thankfully. Um, yeah, we, we got a couple guys coming back that have played with us for a while now. Uh, Will Courtney's one of them. He's, he's a local guy. Um, he started playing with us um, when, he, when he was still in high school, and, and he's, he's been great. Um, Alex Avery's another one. He's a Waller guy. I've uh, been playing with us for a few near years now. Cody Beck. Uh, Cole Thompson is, is not local, but um, I, I basically played ball up at Loris, and he's been solid for us. Um, a couple of newcomers that, that uh, for the most part, are, are um, sprinkled between UD, UD and Loris, but um, – I can talk about some of the new guys that are coming in and some of the guys that won't be with us, but those are those are some of the core guys that, that have been with us for a little while now and, and are going to be back again this year, which is exciting. Yeah, why don't you touch on some of those guys, some of the guys that are new to the Budweiser's that you are expecting big things from, and then a follow-up to that are some of the guys who, for one reason or another, decided to hang up their cleats for the summer. Yeah, so... Um, I guess regarding the newcomers, uh, we got a kid who's um, going to play with us out of St. Ambrose. His name is Mike Coughlin. He's actually originally from the Chicago area. Um, right place, right time. He's doing an internship here in Dubuque. And a um, friend of a friend knew that I was managing up here. And he basically reached out and asked if, if we could uh, accommodate. And just so I have only a spot on the roster. So we're, we're excited to see him play. Uh, I believe going to be a senior up at, up at St. Ambrose. Um, there are some younger guys. Uh, Matt Jeter is one of them. Uh, Matt Jeter, Cody Fallon, Cody Blackburn, they're all freshmen up at Loris. Uh, Curtis Lilenthal, he, he's thrown for us a few times, but he's going to be with us pretty much all summer, which, which we're excited about. He's a, a really, really strong arm um, at Loris. We're, we're excited to get him up on the mound. Um, Eden Wojciechowski actually uh, helps coach up at Loris. He had thrown for us a couple times. Uh, previously and and because with him now coaching at, at Loris and returning to Dubuque he's going to be with us full-time um, so those are those are just a few of the the promising new newcomers um, some guys that won't be around one of them that that's really going to hurt is uh Mark Pennessy and he's, he's been in the league for a long time a phenomenal pitcher always a really really strong competitor I mean just about any time you roll him out there we felt pretty good about our chances to win uh so he's he's going to be moving on. Um, just got to the point where, you know, he was beating him up a little bit, and he, he was ready to, to do something else. Uh, you know, we're optimistic that Mark's going to come and, and show some support in the crowd and um, come to some of the games, but uh, that's going to be a tough one, tough shoes to fill. Uh, Matt Kraskowski uh, didn't didn't play a whole, uh, didn't have a long tenure with us, but played with us the last two years, and, and last year uh, he, he was pretty reliable in the middle of the order. I, th- I think he finished hitting like 350 or, or 360 for us. And so it'll be a, a tougher bat to replace. And then there's another pitcher only through for us for one season uh, was kind of a late addition to the roster. Um, I, I actually didn't really know him, but he's a friend of someone and mm. came in and, and threw a game for us early on. His name's Tyler Carlson. He's at the university of Dubuque. Um, so a name that, that a lot of people will recognize, but he, he was lights out for us last year. Um, I think he finished with like a, a one two ERA or something like that. So he he also uh, was a pleasant surprise when the season started. Uh, about halfway through the season, we we're really happy that uh, he had he had ended up throwing for us, and uh, he since has, has graduated and moved on with his career, and he's just not here anymore. 
There was a time I was talking to Frank Dardis a long time ago uh, when he was umping one of my games, and he was saying that the two best pitchers in the league were Mark Hennessy and were Tyler Sogling, and he said just umping those guys uh, was a lot of fun because they were always around the plate. They worked quick. They were they were very competitive, and they t- and he Frank said it's an honor to ump those games because they were so good. So that will hurt to uh, not have Mark Hennessy with you guys. I think Mark kind of reached that stage in his life where I I did uh, where baseball's just been around forever, and and sometimes you just kind of wonder what would life be like without baseball. I know there's so many things that I wanted to do that I had planned for this summer that unfortunately every single one of them has been canceled. But um, I don't know. We'll see if Mark gets back into it. We'll see if uh, I get back into it. Now, I I, uh, am going to do a little observation here. I'm not 100% sure, but you are wearing a Loris Duhawks um, jacket there. And you did mention that you have a lot of Loris guys on the Dubuque Budweiser's. Do you coach at Loris or how do you gather um, so many guys from Loris? Um, I actually had helped coach football there for a little bit because um, I, I played football and baseball in my time there. I never, never helped with baseball. It just didn't really, it wasn't conducive to, to work schedule yeah. um, or help off part time or anything. But um, I've got a great relationship with Carl. Um, and I, th- I think you'd Carl team on that coach over there, but a great relationship with Carl, great relationship with the assistants. Um, I think that that certainly helps. Um, and then on top of it, it, it you know, be, because I had attended and then kept in contact with the guys over the years. And then, you know, as, as some of the, we'd, we'd bring some guys in that were seniors, they would talk to some of the underclassmen, help to fill some positions. And then that just sort of continued to reciprocate. And, you know, there's a freshman, um, I, I probably should have given him a shout out. His name's Dakota church. He, he, he was a great ball player for us last year. He was a freshman up at Loris, but um, you know he he loved it out here. Similar experience to myself, where he ended up sticking around for the summer, loved it, and he, you know he's helping us recruit and talking to his roommates and talking to other guys. So I, I think it started started with the relationships, and you know from there you just rely on word of mouth from some of the other guys. And it's it's actually the same at UD. Uh, uh, you know we, we've got a couple of UD guys that'll play with us, and. Uh, was sort of by chance, I suppose, when the first couple guys played with us. Uh, Mark actually was a, a big piece of that because he had some guys. And uh, now we've got a couple guys that go out and they, they ask their buddies and tell them about the culture, tell them about the team. And that's that's the best way that that, that I think it, it, it the best way to, to find guys is through the guys who know a little bit about our team. They talk to the other guys and they do a lot of the legwork. So I can't take credit for the recruiting to be yeah. completely honest with <laughs> that that's that's the best compliment too is is when something spreads through word of mouth because that means that you're you're doing something right and that's great that you have that good relationship with coach Carl Tebon because he knows if he sends pitchers your way you're not going to throw them out there for 150 pitches on a Friday night and then throw them in the championship game for another 150 pitches on, on a Sunday. So um, yeah. last year, uh, the Dubuque Budweiser's finished 16 and 19. And uh, traditionally, how are the how are the Buds? Are you guys uh, middle of the pack team, one of the elite teams, or, or more toward the bottom of the division? Um. It, it's tough to say. I mean, we, we've had years where we've been up and down. Uh, we actually didn't 
finished well at all in in the league standings uh, despite the 16-19 record uh, we had a couple we put, we ended up making it to the money round of four tournaments last year i believe and just couldn't couldn't finish any of them off um i don't know i, I like to th- i like to think we're competitive i like to think that uh you know when we go into games uh teams you know our opponents know that we're going to be there to play and we're probably going to be a pretty competitive team it's been mixed uh you know some years better than others uh i, I want to say last year was probably our worst year since taking over uh so I don't know. I'm somewhere between middle of the pack and the elite. Uh, I'll I'll let the other teams decide where that where that's at. Yeah. Now, what semi pro league do you guys play? And I know there's the Prairie League, and I know there's the Hawkeye League. Yeah. So we've been uh, we've been only in the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League. Uh, that was uh, in place in place when I had taken over, uh, but years ago when. Uh, when some of the teams are, are really at their pinnacle, I, I think that there, there's a correlation in the ties to being back in both leagues and just playing baseball as consistently as possible and get more at-bats. Uh, so we made the decision coming into this year that we we're going to get back into both leagues. Uh, luckily, you know, the, the coaches over on the, the side of the Prairie League were, were welcoming and, and allowed us to, to enter, and we're excited about that. So we're going to be in both leagues this year for the first time in four or five years. Very cool. You guys are going to be playing a lot of baseball this summer. That's- Especially with the late start. Yeah, we're, we're looking at the calendar, and I, I've been sending messages to guys, hey, you better be prepared to be playing just about every night. So Yeah, you got to you gotta love baseball with, with this summer, with everything that's going on. Now, you play in both leagues. Who do you think are going to be some of the top teams and some of the top players that you guys will play against and that you guys will see this year? Uh, yeah, so it's, I'm actually really, really interested to see what the, the league looks like. Um, I I know it just was announced that high school is is going to be okay to start their season, but before that had come out, I was curious to see if some of those high school guys were were basically going to, going to come play the semi in the semi pro league. And I still think it's it's going to be a great year talent wise, really across the board. I, I know that there are some teams that have been doing doing their legwork and getting guys from from colleges to come out and play, but. Uh, on the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League, there are a couple staples that, that you know they're uh, they're going to be near the top. You know, Farley being one of them, Cascade being one of them, uh, Key West obviously. Uh, Dyersville is always tough. I mean, they you can pretty much go up and down the league, and and they're going to be tough teams. I uh, don't have as much experience on on the, on the Prairie League side of it because obviously this is our first year back over there. But I'd imagine uh, you know Bernard's going to be going to have a solid squad. Uh, you know, uh, but Bellevue obviously they they had a great team last year. Piasta had a great team, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. But it it seems like year after year, uh, the Farleys, the Cascades, uh, the Key West, you know, the the teams that have a great core uh, that that just keep coming back year after year, they're they're always going to be competitive. You're never going to count them out. Yeah, that's what everybody has seemed to say has been saying is those teams that bring back the same core group of guys that have those staples in the middle of their lineup and their pitching rotation are usually uh, some of the top teams. Now, how do you think that the Buds will fare this year? Uh, what's what's your goal for the year? Uh, win a couple tournaments, above five hundred record. What are you, what are you shooting for with the roster that you have? Yeah, I mean the, the above five hundred. Uh... Uh, 
it's, it's definitely, I'd say, the, the, the first-tier goal. But, uh, quite frankly, I, I wouldn't even throw that one out there. For us, it's – so when it comes to tournament time, uh, we've got kind of we've got a little bit of an arrangement with the guys, and part, because there are so many of them in college, I handle it a little bit differently than some teams. So the the league games, I, I try to get guys out there and get them work. You know, I, I try to get them at bats. Uh, we're out there to be competitive and win games. Period. But you know, it's it's a little bit more uh, of, of trying to get everyone some at bats, get them some swings. But then when tournament time comes, it. it it's really always been our motto and will continue to be our motto. We're, we're in it to win it best nine play period. Uh, all of that said, uh, you know, the, the goal has been and, and will remain making it to the money round of every single tournament, but that's always our goal. Um, you know, get there and then see how it shakes up. If we can win a tournament or two, that that's ideal. Uh, but at, at minimum, try to make it to the money round in each and every tournament. Uh, t- easier, said than done because uh, a lot of the time we're, we're matched up with some tough talent but um that, that's always the goal and i'd say you know a, a 750 win percentage is, is what we strive for in, in those contracts you know obviously you, go, you want to go to win every game possible but um, at the end of the year if we're up above 750 and placed in some tournaments and won a couple tournaments we, we'd look back and say it's a pretty successful season yeah it is a tough league i know i've had friends that have left and played elsewhere uh wisconsin and arizona come to mind and they talk about how the leagues are a joke compared to the prairie league and, and the hawkeye league now you did mention a couple things i i wanted to mention which I, I thought was interesting as well i was curious if high school did not play what it would be like uh people recruiting those rosters around seeing if they could pluck players from their high schools another interesting thing too i heard that greg ben is going to be playing for Cascade. I know there are some players in the area that are supposed to go play in those college leagues with the Wood Bats where they bring in all those professional scouts like the North Woods League and the Prospect League. And I know those leagues currently aren't playing, so I'll, I'll be curious to see if uh, any of those players end up on some rosters too. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I'm anticipating. Uh, I'm anticipating that some of those guys that historically are not in the area because they're playing in the Northwoods League, they're you know, going elsewhere. I, I think they're going to come back because it, it's still competitive ball. It's still high-level ball, and it's an opportunity for them to play. And I, I think that's going to raise the overall talent in the league really across the board, which is exciting. You know, that's yeah. exactly what you want. Definitely all about getting your innings in and, and getting your at-bats. At-bats are at-bats, and innings are innings uh, no matter who you're playing. Now, do the Dubuque Budweiser's, do they have a rival that stands out, or are you guys pretty much <laughs> even keel with everybody? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd use the term even keel. Uh, we try to be. Uh, uh, there are a couple teams that we run into more often than others, and I, I don't know if you'd call it a rivalry. Like Key, Key West is one of them, and I would actually – probably shy away from using the term rivalry you know we we, we enjoy playing one another um, we really look forward to the games that's one actually are typically very competitive but uh, you know once the game's over we're, we're pretty cordial with one another uh cascade's a team that, that we see quite often and and obviously they're they're a competitive group and they've got a, a great pedigree and um, so i'd say they're a little bit of a rivalry uh Farley is one of them. See them quite a bit. Uh, a little bit of a rivalry there as well, but uh, I, it, it'd be hard to pinpoint like a, a single rival where uh, you know it's, it's the stereotypical. You know, things get sort of heated, I suppose, or, or people are uh, uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, 
little bit of a stronger atmosphere, I suppose, I guess is the way that I'd describe it. Rickardsville's one, you know, where, where we, we tend to have some pretty competitive ball games, but those are just some of the some of the teams that come to mind. It's it's interesting after doing quite a few of these interviews, everybody says, yeah, there's teams that we love to play. There's no there's no bad blood. We we all <laughs> hang out, but everybody says Cascade, they they love playing them. And then Key West uh, has come up a lot too because I think people like playing against Dan Spain. And uh, I, I heard from Tyler Horner, he struck him out and he still gives uh, Dan Spain a, a hard time for that. Now, uh, Mike of the Dubuque Budweisers, we're going to get into the shameless plugs promotion here. So this is where you are going to plug everything about the Dubuque Budweiser's here. Did the Dubuque Budweiser's, do you guys have a, a tournament that you want to promote? We do not host a tournament. Uh, it's something that we've been trying to mull over for a while and uh, it comes time to the planning and the organization and I'll be the first to admit uh, i look at everything that needs to be done to, to coordinate and pretty much just shy away from, from doing that. But, uh, you know, if, if any teams in the league get to a point where they, they, they don't want to host one anymore, maybe we, we'd consider sliding in, but no, no tournament hosting for us. And do you guys still play down at Petrakis? We do. Yeah. Yep. yep yeah. We do. That would be a difficult place to hold a tournament because so many teams and so many different leagues uh, play down there. And I'm sure it's probably hard to work around Wallert's baseball schedule as well. Uh, do you want to um, tell us about your sponsors that sponsor the Dubuque Budweiser's? I'm guessing Budweiser is probably one of them. <laughs> yep. Supportive in a way. So 7G distributing helps us out a little bit. Um, you know, they, they help with promo marketing and, and they actually uh, cleared us to be able to use the name and everything. So we're appreciative of that. I, I wanted to make sure to double check when we get sued or anything. Uh, so they're, they're one. Um, the DB or uh, excuse me, Hammerheads in Dubuque is, is really our primary. I mean, uh, they've been great for us ever, ever since the start. And they're they're really a, a primary sponsor for us. Uh you know, down at the Dubuque Sports Complex, uh, they, they've helped us out a ton over the years. I was originally Dan Kennedy, and now, um, you know, Dusty's down there, and, and he helps out a lot with the, with the training academy. Uh, those are some of the main ones. Uh, Fastenal has helped us out over the years, on and off. Uh, Spawn and Rose has helped us out a little bit over the years, on and off. But Hammerheads and the Dubuque Sports Complex are, are really the, the two that, that go above and beyond to make sure that our season can very cool listeners of the dubuque area baseball podcast uh, go down and support those sponsors hammerheads and get in some swings at the dusty rogers baseball academy now if i uh want to come check out a game where do i find the dubuque budweiser budweisers on social media yeah, so we do have a Twitter feed. Um, I'm not the best at keeping it up to date. Uh, so if, if anyone wants to, uh, if anyone's a, a, a in love with social media and wants to, to help represent, more than happy to, to bring it in. But um, DBQ Budweiser's, uh, like I said, try to keep it as up to date as possible. Uh, scheduling as well. well. We'll try to do our best on the Twitter to, to announce game changes, updates, scheduling. Um, I'm sure most of the teams have talked about uh, depending on tournaments, depending on weather, like think things are constantly in flux. Uh, so I try to keep try to keep the the schedule as up to date there as possible. And then the other thing as well is is game changer. So so we do track everything via game changer. We'll load all the calendar in there. 
Um, so you can follow his fans and, and it'll give you the updates for when games are started and when games get scheduled, all that. So those are the big two. You heard it there from Mike. Check out the Dubuque Budweiser's on Twitter and also follow them on Game Changer, especially with everything going on right now. There's probably going to be a lot of updates to the original calendar. Now, Mike, before we end this podcast with a podcast killing 643 double play, is there anything that you forgot, anything that you would like to mention before we end our work here tonight? I don't believe so. Uh, we're just excited to get the season underway and obviously safely, you know, depending everything continues the way that it should. So we're, we're excited to get out, get some baseball, and um, hopefully sooner rather than later we can get some fans, fans out there. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Mike Canavello of the Dubuque Budweiser's and 643. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.